So, psychedelics. You like psychedelics. You like psychedelics. I know you do. That's why you're listening to this topic about psychedelics. So, everyone knows psychedelics, the benefit of them. If you've come out of the mainstream brainwashing about what they are and they've helped expand your sense of reality, uh, you know their benefit and you know the role they're going to have to play in uh, conquering some of the oppression in the world and reconnecting to nature and all of that. I just want to address a few simple understandings about the nature of how they get processed in our body and what they do to our mind because that's something which people in these circles don't talk about probably just because they don't know about it. Um, that has to do with the fact that when these medicines were created in the East, a lot of these medicines were created with the intent of getting into states which far transcended uh, things like psychedelics. So what they found out was through that process, which is relevant today, speaking in a metaphor of a computer, is that the drug is the software and your body, your organs, your metaphysical organs are the hardware. So taking a real world example, why do people who smoke weed, for example, get paranoid a lot of the time? Well, especially in the past when people were growing weed in these massive warehouses, they were paranoid themselves because they're afraid they were going to get busted by the police. And that paranoia from them went into the life force of the plant, the software of that plant. So when the plant was cultivated and bored and someone took it home, they smoked that plant and that person is inhaling the software, the life force of that plant, which has been encoded with paranoia. So when they smoke it, they're inhaling the software of paranoia to be processed by their organs. So that's a lot of the reason why people become paranoid. So in modern pharmacological terms, it's similar to the principle of pharmacodynamics and pharmacokinetics, what the drug does to the body and what the body does to the drug. But it's a little bit deeper than that because in essence... Despite all the amazing experiences you can have from these external substances, our own hardware actually has its software itself, which far transcends anything you can get in the external world. And the reason for that is everything you get in the external world and the substances out there um, are material. It's in the form of a plant or a liquid or some sort of substance. But the software which is latent within us, stored within us, is immaterial. So it has the source code for everything. So it's, uh, it doesn't have a limit to how far your experience can go because you're tapping into the essence of the nothingness which creates everything. Whereas when you take something in the external world, it can lead to the same type of experiences but nowhere near as far. And what's more important is our hardware isn't capable of decoding that software as well as it can decode what's already in its own software. So our own hardware far transcends the states that external software can give you and that's what's important. And what else is important is that when you take these external substances, they actually degrade your body's hardware to be able to get into those states naturally. So when you look at something like testosterone replacement therapy, for example, a lot of people who are like in their 40s, maybe even younger, are taking testosterone replacement therapy because their energy levels are dropping and they want to increase their T levels again and they want to have more energy. 
The problem with that is these people don't understand, quite understand how it works. And that doesn't matter if you're taking high doses or low doses at very routine times. It doesn't matter. Every time you inject that substance into your body, that's not the thing which is actually making you have all the energy. All that substance is doing, that testosterone, is putting an on-off switch on something which is already stored in your body. And that something is your vital substance which you're given with at birth. Now, the Chinese call this chi. Indians call it prana. Other people call it life force, whatever you want to call it. You have a certain amount of reserves in your body which are there and are designed to last you and give you vitality and energy well into your 80s, 90s, sort of 100s even in the past. So what happens is why you get all this extra energy and testosterone from taking these substances is because you're telling your body to release that vitality which should have been lasting you long into life and use it sooner. And of course, what that means is what was supposed to be lasting you well into your old age is now being used. So you won't be living as long as you used to or could do. But it's not the end of the day if uh, you've done that or you know someone who's done that because you can build those resources back. It's very difficult, but you can do it. And the way you do it is the same way that you can get into these states naturally. And that's by increasing the strength of your own hardware inside your body. Now, the way to do that is, well, there's many different practices, but most importantly, and in theme with this in relation to the simulation and understanding a bit more about the mind, is you have to go into your own psychology and understand what it is which you're not looking at and which you need to address. <laughs> because the fact is people go, oh, this seems way too good to be true. How could just naturally you get into a state which is psychedelic? That doesn't make any sense. The fact of the matter is our normal base state is very psychedelic. It's only the barriers that have been placed upon us through language and through culture and through society's programming that prevents us from accessing it. So it's not like when you do it naturally, you have to elevate yourself to some point where you can access the same states as something like a psychedelic would do. All you're doing is dropping the barriers, removing them, so that you can process reality how it's designed to be processed. It's hard for us to tell, but when you go to many Eastern cultures and other cultures, South America, wherever you want to go, they're living in that place all the time. It's just we don't think that they are, but they definitely are. And it's because the base state for our consciousness is much closer to the psychedelic state than it is to this intellectual state we're communicating on right now. So I'm not trying to demonize psychedelics. I used to love mushrooms. They were awesome. They were so much fun. They made me be able to understand myself so much better. It was a therapist when I never had a therapist. Well, I still don't. <laughs> so I'm not trying to demonize them. Psychedelics have their place. Just I want to let it be understood that if you're using them, that every time you use them, you degrade your organs. And if you're the type of person who's using psychedelics because they're wanting an experience which is higher and higher and higher, then you're going to want to do it the natural route because at a certain point, 
psychedelics stop working and they can't take you so far and you have to do it the natural route. And what's good about it is the natural route is so much better anyway and it's much more grounded and fun. So the expression in the East is drugs, or in this case psychedelics, only show you the doorway. But to truly walk through the door, you need to do it naturally. And this is the same thing for base reality and the simulation. You may be able to go very, very, very far in psychedelics very quickly, but they're only going to show you a glimpse. That's what they're there for. They're designed to show you a glimpse of what's possible. But to really get there, to really go to states which far transcend even that, then you need to do it the natural way. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But if you're more interested and you want to start to access some of these places naturally, you can go to some experts who've actually, this has been their livelihood for the past, you know, three or four decades or however long it is, awesome people. Uh, One of those people is Jost Sawyer, J-O-S-T-S-A-U-E-R. He's an awesome dude and he talks about that a lot. And if you're looking for simple steps to first start taking you to get into these states naturally, start with him. He's awesome. But I just wanted to be let it know that these states of psychedelics are amazing, but they're nothing. They are absolutely nothing. They're not even in the same realm as what you can get naturally. And I know that may seem crazy right now, but if you go on this path 10 years from now, less one year from now, however long it takes you, you'll start to understand. And it's something which can be incorporated into your life, your regular day life, and also help you make you a better person, help you understand yourself more, come to a greater appreciation about everything. So my question to you would be, why wouldn't you want that? But anyway, it's just one quick thing I wanted to say in psychedelics. And uh, enjoy, if you're a shroom head, as they say. and you enjoy these substances, you're definitely going to enjoy the next evolution of that path. So, see you next time.